Hi, everyone. This is Mark Perry from BuiltLean.com, and I have a very special guest with me, uh, my friend David Aaron. And uh, I invited David to talk about his experiences because um, he's been able to balance a really busy career with staying in great shape, and I thought, you know, he could sh share very valuable insights with you. Um, so without further ado, um, I just want to say thanks, Dave, for uh, joining us today. Uh, no problem. Hi, Mark. Um, glad uh, I could uh, help out and, and give any type of uh, helpful advice or, or kind of give my background um, uh, any time I can uh, add to uh, the health of the nation. I'm I'm all for it. Awesome. Okay. So I guess I'd like to start out, you know, first with, you know, kind of how your interest in staying shape came uh, in shape came about and, you know, kind of, you know, were you always interested in it uh, growing up or kind of how did you get interested in fitness? Well, I mean, I guess everyone kind of has pretty much the same story or, or the majority of us in the sense that you kind of got started with sports um, as a little kid. And then um, actually my uh, specific uh, kind of history involved the playing sports um, in, in college. And so I was actually a um, uh, right receiver for uh, the University of Texas and I also uh, ran track there. So um, it was kind of always instilled in me that you had to be in the gym. You know, it was kind of part of, of a daily routine uh, and it was mandatory. So to kind of transition from there to now is, you know, now I'm sitting at a cubicle, um, sitting in a cubicle at a desk all day, kind of uh, looking at emails and doing spreadsheets. So it's kind of my outlet. It's kind of the way that I kind of detox from the day is to go and to go and do a workout or a run to kind of transition from, you know, being in an office and unnatural light to like, you know, finding some free time to, to release a lot of pent up energy. Great. And you know, I remember when I first met you, we were both reverse commuting out to Greenwich, and I think your hours were actually worse than mine. Like, you must have been getting up at, like, 5 or 6 a.m. and getting home by 8 or 9 p.m. So, like, how did you possibly have the time to work out? Like, how did you squeeze it up? It was it was a tough process, um, and initially I tried to kind of uh, our schedules were very similar. I was getting up at um, six in the morning, getting into the office around seven thirty, and then leaving the office at around seven thirty or eight, and then getting back into the city around eight thirty nine or something like that. Um, so what I realized is that I had to really maximize my time in the gym. So it meant that I kind of gave myself. Uh, a certain time to complete a certain um, uh, exercise. But also, like overall, just in general, it meant that I kind of had to like schedule in my workouts. It really meant that during the week, there was very little I could do. So nothing, I kind of took it from a, from a perspective as I've got to schedule in the workout. So my days went Monday, Tuesday, um, work and then the gym. Wednesday was an off day so I could do something during the week once I got back in to the city and then Thursday and Friday were um, the same way and then Saturday was um, also uh, either an off day or I would do something in running. But it just meant about, it just meant a lot of time management and it, it meant that I had to kind of really make working out a focal point. And I think luckily for me, I've always found um, kind of working out and competing and and being active as as an outlet for energy, so um, that's kind of how I I managed uh, a really difficult work schedule with um, finding time to 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 get to get a workout in. Right. So j just to be clear, so on Monday and Tuesday, you know, those are workout days. 
you know, you weren't doing any kind of social events. And then on Thursday and Friday, you know, you were also, um, you know, working out. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, and, you know, you kind of talk about, you know, kind of, um, you know, working out being like an, an outlet. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, going to the gym takes too much energy. They just don't have the energy because they had such a long day. So, you know, I know that you were reverse commuting really long hours, you know, working really long hours. So it's like, how did you find the energy to do it? Well, I, you know, I have to, to, to be completely honest. I, I guess I was a little fortunate in the sense that that commute back into uh, New York City took about uh, about an hour. So if I wanted to get a nap in before the workout, I you know, I could do that. You know, if you can't do that, then I think it's about really finding something that interests you in the gym, whether it be, um, you know, the Versa Climber or the treadmill or, you know, lifting weights. It's It's finding... Uh, ways to like kind of stimulate the mind and like there's a direct correlation in terms of like energy and 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 being active so as you become more accustomed to um working out and and exercising um the result is you have more energy and so then it's not this kind of back and forth i think when you when you have a a pretty strenuous job and you feel like you're too exhausted to go to the gym, I think it's your body telling you that you're not exercising and it doesn't have enough energy to sustain itself. I think that is really, really well said and you made a great point. Uh, I've definitely found with myself that when I work out more, I actually have more energy. Um, And so I want to talk a little bit more about kind of your exercise regimen. So uh, how many times do you currently work out each week? And working out means, you know, cardio or strength training. Um, I work out four to five times a week. Um, and, and so that's going to be, I typically try to do uh, weights and run on Monday. Um, I'll do uh, weights again on Tuesday. Um, I'll be off on Wednesday. Thursday I will uh, do weights and run again. And then uh, Saturday I'll do weights and run. Got it. So, that, that, by the way, I think it's interesting that you're combining the strength training and the cardio. I mean, so is there any, like, reason for doing that? Well, um, again, a lot of what I do comes from um, what our coaches taught us uh, in college. It, it seemed to work for us when I was, you know, competing for, you know, you know, major championships. So I didn't really see any reason why I should change it uh, after the fact. Um, but the other thing is I think – it was about kind of really maximizing as much time as as I could, and I think uh, it's also about having uh, fitness, but fitness in terms of you know muscle and muscle development, but also having a good base of cardio uh, to go along with that. Right. Um, sounds like more of a complete physique. Um, and and how long is your average average workout? Uh, my average workouts tend to be about two hours, two and a half hours, but like I kind of really enjoy the gym, um, so I think mine may be more than like the normal person. I think if you're in there, um, and I do a lot of stuff when I'm there, but I think you know if you're in the gym and you're really focused, you can get in a good you know uh, weight workout and do a little bit of cardio and be out an hour, hour and a half. But it means like. You know, you're not sitting around, you're not having conversations with people about what's going on in the day. You're in there kind of like to get a task done and get out. Right. That's, that's. I mean, I personally, I work out 
you know, 45 minutes an hour. But as you say, I mean, I'm there and I work out really, really hard. Um, so I think that's definitely good advice. And what, what body parts do you focus on, you know, each day? Okay, so like on a Monday, I would do chest, triceps, and shoulders. Um, that's my Monday workout. And then I would either finish that workout with um, a treadmill workout or uh, a cycling class, for example, and then finish that with abs. And then on Tuesdays, it's back, biceps, and legs. And then um, I may run after that. It kind of depends on uh, uh, kind of what I'm trying to do um, from kind of a, a, a symmetry standpoint. Uh, I think most guys have uh, like specific areas that grow faster than others. Um, because I ran a lot, like my legs uh, take a little bit longer to develop than like the upper body. So I kind of watch that symmetry. So if I kind of see that I'm not um, where I'd like to be leg-wise versus my arms and I pull off of arms and I may pull off of running, until things are kind of until they're staying equal, or, or until I'm I'm kind of pleased with with kind of way things are symmetrically. Um, but typically, it's uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is chest tri- um, uh, Monday and Thursday are chest, tricep, and shoulders, and then uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Saturday are back back biceps and legs. And then I may throw in like a long run on like a Wednesday or a Friday just to kind of um, break up the monotony. Right. All right. That's, I think, you know, what you're describing, it's many times referred to as like a push-pull split where you do all the pushing muscles on one day and like the pulling muscles on the other day. Um, exactly. And I think it's really effective. I think it's a little bit more advanced. So if people only have like two times a week to work out, you know, it, may, it might not be the best um, split. But I think, you know, for more advanced people like yourself, it obviously works really well. Um, and I also had another quick question about how long your workouts were. I mean, were you doing two-hour workouts when you were – doing the reverse commute and working that long? Um, they were about an an hour. Uh, they were probably an hour and a half. But when I was doing those two-hour commutes, that was when I kind of put myself on a time clock. Like, you know, I I had a set number of, of um, exercises that I wanted to do. So typically I'll start with, like, pull-ups and then go into um, – uh, bench press and then go into uh, incline and decline and then go through a series of like of workouts on the dum- on the dumbbells. But because I was already kind of pressed for time and I had to get up at six, I gave myself an hour and a half to do everything. So if I was tired or maybe I wasn't doing well on a particular exercise, then I moved on to the next exercise so that I could get everything done. So maybe one day I don't get through three sets of dumbbell bench press. I only got through two sets because I had to get to, uh, you know, French press before my hour and a half was up so I could still get in the running. So I could still get home at a decent hour and eat and get some sleep. Um, And then the weekends, I would get up early and kind of really do specific areas or catch up on things that I wasn't able to do um, because of my time constraints during the week. Right. Um, And, and what are some of your favorite strength training exercises or exercises you think are like the most effective? Well, I think, you know, nothing is more effective than the simple bench press and uh, squats. I think, um, I think when I'm walking into the gym, I see a lot of guys that, you know, may not be their ideal weight kind of doing more intricate exercises. Maybe they're doing like, I don't know, curls on a balance ball or, or kind of, 
uh, things that I think that are, are more kind of agility focused or that things that you may see from like a professional athlete do. I think when you're coming in and you really are kind of on time constraints, I think it's really important to stay focused on the larger muscle groups and then tie that in with cardio. Uh, my favorite exercises are uh, power cleans, um, a kind of Olympic lifts, and then I do this uh, really interesting uh, treadmill workout. So I'm not just jogging on the treadmill for like 20 minutes or an hour, which I think is really boring. It would drive me nuts. So I do kind of what would be the equivalent of a kind of quarter mile or 800 meter runners runners workout on the treadmill. It makes the time go by a lot faster, and you actually get in um, a lot of uh, exercise in a short amount of time. Awesome. I want to talk about your cardio in just a second, but I have a couple more quick questions about your strength training regimen. And by the sure. way, I think that's amazing advice you gave about kind of focusing on the larger muscle groups and combining that with cardio. I mean, that's, I think it's so powerful and effective. Um, do you, I mean, do you use, like, do you use the same exact exercises, like, every time you work out, or do they, and the same thing with your rep scheme, like, do the exercises you do and the amount of reps, like, change over time, or do you do the same exact workouts? Um, well, typically what I play with is I play with the, um, uh, I guess, volume or the quantity of reps that I do. Um, so I, every two weeks I'll change from, like, you know, sets of 15 um, bench press to sets of four. And then with that uh, change in quantity, there's a, a big difference in the volume that I'm, I'm putting on the, on the, on the rack. Um, I think muscles adapt really quickly. And as we get older, we're not going to see a whole lot of like new muscle development right, uh, right, because your right. body's already kind of reached its, its peak. Um, so then it's about either maintaining or really kind of slimming down. I think a lot of guys get in trouble when they kind of like, you know, look at these muscle magazines and they're thinking like, okay, if I, you know, do this, I'll be like Flex Wheeler. It's not going to happen. You don't have that type of time to like spin in right. the gym and you're not going to see those type of results without, you know, if you're doing this thing naturally. So it's about, I think it's about really managing your own expectations of what you can do in the gym, and then creating a workout that really focuses in on on getting that particular task done. Um, I think it's also about really understanding symmetry, and I think sometimes uh, it's so easy for us to go in and do bench press or do biceps because those are kind of what I consider quote-unquote pretty muscles, whereas like legs and calves and things that you can kind of hide um, sometimes get neglected. So I think it's about really having a, a better game plan and, and really um, understanding your body symmetry and working on areas that may not be as fun um, but are just as important. Right. I think that's really well said. I think some of the people who are more advanced will really you know, appreciate those comments. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your cardio regimen as well. Uh, you know, given you were a sprinter in college, I mean, are most of your cardio workouts, you know, just on the treadmill or on the track? Um, well, living in New York makes it kind of difficult to get to, like, a decent track. Um, so they're typically uh, – I do three – Three, typically three uh, treatment workouts, and then I'll do a long run um, on the weekend. And the long run will be anywhere from three to six miles. Um, what I found out is if I do too much really long distance, I lose muscle mass. So what 
I do on the treadmill is kind of like a series of sprints or like kind of long sprints. It would be the equivalent of like one lap around the track. And I'm doing that and then giving myself kind of a, a limited amount of time to like rest and recover before I have to do another one. And so what that does is it, um, if you've ever seen like a sprinter, like sprinters are like really symmetrical. They've got like amazing bodies and it's, um, and they're runners typically. And if you see distance runners, they've got, you know, smaller frames because of how long they're running and it kind of eats into kind of the muscle gain. So I try to balance the two, but I think cardio is so very important. And as you get older, um, you kind of your, your kind of leeway or that margin that you have to kind of cheat in terms of what you eat and how often you get in the gym is, I think, a direct uh, relation to how much uh, cardio you're doing. Right. Right. I think that's really interesting. Um, and I definitely agree. So you mentioned, you know, you just kind of mentioned briefly before, but you talk about, you know, the difference between interval training and what, you know, exercise physiologists or people in the industry call steady state, right? So like you're focused on this interval training, um, which helps increase your aerobic capacity and you get better workouts done in, in less time. Can you just give maybe one example of you know, some type of an interval training workout you do? Sure. So um, on the treadmill, I would do, um, okay, let's say that the treadmill runs from 1 to 12. So if what I would typically – In terms of the speed. In terms of the speed. So, like, typically most treadmills will go to 12. If you're lucky, you'll get some that go to 14. Let me know when you find those. Um, I know, right? But (laughs) when you you get to – what I typically do is I will jog and do a warm-up. well, let me back up and say, I'll, I'll, if I'm not in a rush, I try to, like, stretch out before I get on the treadmill. So I'll do a typical, like, stretch out, um, really focusing on, like, lower back and calves and, like, hamstrings. And then um, I'll get on the treadmill and run um, at a speed of seven um, for five minutes. And that's kind of my warm-up. Um, when that five minutes is over, I'm standing on the sides of the treadmill as it continues to run, and I'm stretching out, but I'm still on the machine. I give myself about um, two minutes, and within that two minutes, I kind of inc- slowly increase the time on the treadmill and run at like 30. So I'm not jumping from my, – my goal is to get to 11 and then do my workout at 11 or 11.5. But I don't jump from 7 to 11.5. So I'll do a couple of like 30-second runs um, at 9 and 10 and then kind of stretch back out and then I'll crank the treadmill up to 11. And then I'll run for two minutes at 11. When that two minutes is up, I'll stand on the side and have a minute to recover. When that minute is up, I'm back on the treadmill and I'm running for two minutes. When that minute is up, and I'll do that for four times. Um, And sometimes if I'm feeling good and I'm trying to slowly increase speed, then I may do an extra one or two uh, sets on the end. But it's a really great workout because I think one of the things that makes the gym boring for some people is that it's pretty monotonous and you don't really have to think much about it. It's like counting, but like when you're on a treadmill and you've got to like pay attention to the belt and you're watching the time and you're thinking, uh, I just got to get through this like last 10 seconds, it kind of makes things more interesting and um, I think it's a really good challenge and every time you get um, accustomed to, your body gets accustomed to the workout, you can change it. Right, right. And uh, by the way, that sounds like a really hard workout, dude. <laughs> 
It's 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 tough. Really I, when I was younger, I could do it like at twelve. Now I'm like hoping to like get back to twelve by like June. But um, nice, man. it definitely uh, it definitely makes you watch what you eat on those days that you've got to do what I call it's called I call it my engine check. So I know if I can do it and I'm not like totally dead, then I'm like in good condition. But if I'm like, if I need to like get off or slow the machine down, then I realize that, okay, I'm not doing something right. Maybe I need to, you know, do a better job of, of eating or maybe I'm not sleeping enough. So that's why I call it my engine check because it's really a way of kind of gauging the body's uh, condition. That's, that's a great, great advice. I've actually never heard of that before. Um, I also want to touch on one more thing before talking about nutrition, which you just mentioned. Um, definitely want to talk about that in a second. Um, you know, I know that, you know, I think, what are you, 200 pounds usually? And I am. I'm, I'm about two, 202 right now, I think. And you're 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, I'm 6'4". Six, 6'4". Four. Six, four. Okay, so I remember we were talking about this, and you mentioned that, you know, if your weight gets – a little too high that you do something or if your weight gets a little too right. low you do something i mean so are you are you monitoring your weight number one and number two how does that affect you know your your strategy um uh well to answer the first question yes i, I definitely monitor my weight i try to like every monday weigh myself and what that um and and i kind of give myself a cushion so i say um i'm fine with anything in between 200 and 205 so that kind of gives me some room to play around with but it also like gives me something to gauge so if i go into the gym on monday and i'll do my workout and then i'll weigh myself and if 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 the if the weight if the scale says, you know, 206, then I know that I need to, like, cut back on some calories. Um, but if I'm weighing myself and the scale is saying, you know, 195 or, you know, I don't know, let's be realistic, like 199, then I know I probably need to increase my caloric intake. And I'm probably, for me, it's probably telling me that I'm running more and I probably need to cut back on running because it's eating into kind of the muscle gain. So that's kind of how I, like, gauge it. I don't think – I think it's really difficult to, like, stay at one particular weight, but I think to give yourself some type of cushion is, is a good way to go and then use that cushion to kind of gauge what you should be doing in the gym. Great. Um, perfect. So, and by the way, I think, you know, kind of the Monday morning weigh-in, I call it, a lot of my clients, I make them do this. I think it's really helpful. You don't, I mean, you don't want to weigh yourself every day, of course, because your weight can fluctuate, but I think that kind of weekly weigh-in is definitely – a smart way of kind of monitoring, um, you know, your weight. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about nutrition. And so just starting out, I mean, what does your diet look like? Are there certain types of meals or snacks that you like to have? Um, well, I, I'm actually, I think I'm, I'm pretty moderate. You know, when I was like in college and like in season, um, I was really strict on myself. And then I kind of realized there's, you know, I'm no longer competing, um, but so there's no point for that. But at the same time, you know, I really, as I get older, it's important to kind of watch what you eat. So for the most part, I'm eating three meals a day. Um, and I may have a snack at around four, um, depending upon, um, the day or, you know, kind of how I'm feeling. And typically that's going to be, you know, eggs and toast, um, lunch will be maybe a sandwich or a salad, um, and then a sensible dinner. And then I'll try to follow that up with like, maybe like 
yogurt ice cream or um, every now and then I like love uh, Hershey's uh, candy bars with almonds. So I'll like, you know, do that. But what I typically try to do is I give myself like one free day a week. And on that free day, I can pretty, I can eat whatever I want to. If it's Mexican food and then, you know, a tub of Ben and Jerry's, it is what it is. But I've kind of structured it to the next day is my toughest workout. So like my free days are on Friday and then Saturday is like my hardest workout. That's the six mile run. And then I go back to the gym and I actually do a workout. So I've noticed that although it's my free day, I really kind of watch how much of the food, the bad food that I'm eating, because I know I've got to get up and do like a killer workout the next day. So I think it helps me moderate the free day. And it also pretty much like burns whatever I had that night before. Right. Right. I think uh, that's definitely sensible. And, um, I mean, it sounds like you don't count calories, correct? No, not really. Um, What I try to do is I actually – I have a really big sweet tooth. So what I typically try to do is I kind of count more sugar than, like, actual calories. Um, So I try to give myself – if I'm, like, really watching it, I'll try to give myself maybe, like – 50 uh, grams of sugar a day or I'll try to stay below 50 and like a can of coke is like 30 34 uh, yeah, 39 for it. yeah 39 grams so um, you really don't want to have a can of coke a day so <laughs> um, I typically try to keep it like somewhere below that um, and usually save it for like that free day where I may have like a pint of Ben and Jerry's or something <laughs> nice man uh, yeah Okay, and another quick question is, I mean, do you emphasize certain food groups over others? Like, you know, um, do you try to, like, create balance in your meals? Like, okay, like maybe a little extra protein here, take down the carbs, I mean, anything like that? You know, I had – me and a buddy of mine had a, a pretty interesting conversation about kind of protein and, and – um, uh, we were trying – he was saying that you can eat as much protein as you want because it – changes to amino acids and that actually um, gets used by the body and my thought was I think it gets uh, like excreted out and uh, we brought in another friend who was like uh, in medicine and he's like the protein does change the amino acid but um, you do like your body can only like uptake so much amino acid and the rest is kind of like excreted out of the body so um, with that being said I think uh, we sometimes like overeat um, and we kind of got into a conversation about it and he goes, you know, I was reading in Men's Health and it said the average active, you know, the act, average active male needs like, I don't know how many grams of protein a day. And I said, well, the fallacy in your argument is that you're an active male. <laughs> and what I meant to tell him was that, um, you know, I think you can't eat the way you ate in college. So there's got to be like, you've got to like pare down that because no matter how Many times you're going to the gym, it's not what you were doing in college. So I think um, we as males forget that, you know, we still have to watch what we eat and we're not going to burn what we used to burn. So that doesn't mean like cutting back on the calories. And I think you can do it in a way that keeps you from, um, you know, eating salads every day. It just means like maybe you can't have both uh, sides of, uh, you know, meatball marinara sandwich. Maybe just have one and no chips. So it's just kind of like monitoring that. I don't, but I try to eat three meals a day, each having protein, and then I'll try to have um, a vegetable and then a starch. And then I actually, um, on most days, I'll have some type of dessert. So it's either fruit or um, frozen yogurt 
um, or uh, maybe a popsicle. So right. I try not to like deprive myself from anything, but I use that monthly, I'm, I'm sorry, that weekly weigh-in to determine what I should be doing or what I should cut back on. Right. Okay. And I think we're just about wrapping up here, but I have one more question for you. And again, thanks so much for your time. Um, you know, what would you say to someone who kind of struggles to get to the gym and eat healthy with a busy schedule? I mean, do you kind of have any advice, general advice to give? Hmm. I would say um, schedule it in. Like I would say if someone that's like really hates the gym and not really motivated about it, you know, schedule it in. If it's two times a week, then make a schedule about it. And then find, you know, find a, a, um, a trainer or someone that you enjoy that can like keep you motivated uh, or partner with people, whether it's someone in the office, you know, that you can like, you feel like you can be competitive with like, Oh, I went to the gym yesterday. I did this, you know, did you go? So at least you have some type of checks and balances. Um, and then I think uh, from from an eating perspective, if you're not going to the gym, um, you really have to cut back on the calories. You know, I had a buddy who, like, hurt his back um, at the gym, and so he was trying to figure out, well, what can I do in the interim? I'm like, well, you know, the, really, the reality is you should be resting. But while you rest, you've got to cut your calories so that when you get back, you're not, like, you know, twice as big as you want to be. So there's got to be some type of uh, balance. If, you, if you're not going to the gym on a regular basis because you're too tired or your work is too demanding, you can't eat like you're going to the gym. It's just not, it just doesn't work that way. Um, so it's about really kind of listening to your body and, like, finding ways to check um, what's going on, like the weigh-ins, and, like, finding ways to stay motivated, like finding a trainer or working with a partner um, so that you're not uh, bored and you're not alone in there. Great. Well, listen, uh, David, I really, really appreciate that. I mean, you gave tons and tons of awesome tips and, uh, you know, I'd love to have you on again in the future. So thanks again. No problem, Mark. I really enjoyed it. All right. I'll see you later. Okay. Bye-bye.